To punks on the pitch our first show of 2021 um and we will be digging into all things fa cup third round i thought it would be a, a good sort of starting place for the year um as always i'm delighted to welcome back my good friend denaley naley how was your how was your festive period yeah actually my first period was pretty good um yeah well i already was planned to spend like not go anywhere and just stay at home because yeah. my parents are quite old. Um, and then, you know, everyone had to stay at home anyway. So mm. it, it wasn't like a big shock to me because I'd already planned to save me my housemate. I had to do dinner because I'm vegetarian and he's not. So, like, a chicken, a ham, and then my little vegan festive roasting. <laughs> but yeah, that nice chilled well as all yeah it wasn't t- like very much the same like obviously was lucky enough that my brother and sister-in-law came around christmas day because that was like the window of opportunity that we yeah. allowed people to see um so got to see their their papa their little little baby dog which was which was fun um but yeah apart from that like it was always just going to kind of be me and my parents anyway, yeah. so it wasn't a, a huge kind of change. And yeah, just chilled, watched films, and kind of recharged the batteries really. So that, cool. it was all all fun. Um, as always, want to open up with just a bit of like music talk. But have you listened to much, um, much over the over the festive period, or we no. done with Christmas carols? <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I think it's probably a good time just to give a quick shout out to like Unmade Radio. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Nathan and Molly has started over here in Portsmouth. Like, I that's basically what I've been listening to like the last couple of days. Um, so that's pretty cool. New music wise, not really much. Yeah. Um, I've, because I haven't spoken to you, I've got to just because I know you're a huge fan. New Eated stuff. What's your opinion? Oh. Absolute bangers, <laughs> like mm. so good. Uh, yeah, cannot wait for that new album. Yeah, same. Like that's proper. Like where is the appetite? Yeah, record. I feel it's gonna be very like twenty twenty inspired. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that's really good. Really like um, desperate measures. Yeah, the, yeah. The second one that was really like that track. Yeah. Yeah, well, as always, we're we're here to talk about football as well. Um, as mentioned, we're we're in amongst the FA Cup third round as we're recording this. Marina sla- sadly bowing out of the competition that which they've kind of been the shining lights yeah. of this season. Uh, it's currently five nil with three minutes still to play on the clock. But um, we'll t- we'll start with Marine. Like obviously, the result isn't the way they wanted to go, but. I think like all the fanfare that's been around them and everything is done like cool things for for them. Obviously, they've been like the the Cinderella story of this year. But the reason like I want to talk about them a bit more is: did you see the the kind of like 
fundraising sort of element of things that they did prior yeah. to the game. I saw, so um, they had that raffle thing, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't sell tickets, that was cool. Um, it's been like, there's still been a lot of talk around them, uh, which I really like. And um, yeah, like I did see that charity stuff. I think it's really cool that they've still managed to keep like a buzz around them and keep some kind yeah. of development. Because uh, it was a real shame that, I mean, obviously it has to happen now. Uh, but that they couldn't have the fans there and for such a big team. Like, it would have been such a big spotlight on that club and raised yeah, so much, like, yeah. not just money, but so much, like, reputation around them and, like, buzz and stuff. Um, so, yeah, no, it's really cool what's going on and stuff. And, like, the thing with, like, the, the raffle, so they mm. were basically giving... So they... Because obviously they didn't have the revenue stream of like having fans in the in the ground. Yeah, they were selling these these virtual tickets and like they were doing a raffle and whoever won would be their manager for the day in preseason. Yeah, like a preseason week. And which I, what I thought was really cool is like Mourinho was one of the people that bought a ticket. Like Ian Wright bought a ticket. I think Alan Shearer did as well. But the person that won it was like just a Joe Bloggs like. Cause like, cool. not not saying they would have rigged it, but like, yeah, you could like you can see, oh, we've got all these like f- former like greats like buying into it, so it could have like pushed the marine story on like further, yeah. like oh, Mourinho's gonna like manage them for like one game sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it was nice that like it got the whole football community involved, and it wasn't just like the few hundred marine fans that. Are like yeah. loyal to that club sort of thing, which is really cool. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's cool that like big names like you know Mourinho and Wright and stuff have put it in to boost it, but it, it really should have been just a, a like a Joe Bloggs that won it. Like, yeah, I think I think the guys weirdly, I don't know whether if he changed it or not. Like after he won, but the guy who won it, his name's like Michael like Whitaker or something. I saw, but his handle on Twitter was well, like his name was Gaffer. Mm. So okay. I don't know if that I don't know if he changed it after he won it or like that was just a massive coincidence, yeah. which I thought was quite funny. Oh, I think we're about to have six. Oh no, he's missed it. 90th minute, and I thought oh I thought it was Bale, but it's Invicius. But yeah. I, I wrote, so I put a tweet up earlier saying that I wanted Bale to come on just because I it's a fall from grace from the banner battle. <laughs> but but he, I mean, yeah. he is on, but he hasn't really done anything. I, I, I thought that with uh, is it Kiko Casilla uh, uh, Leeds playing it. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. We'll, we'll segue nicely <laughs> into Crawley. Obviously, like I think, aside from from Chorley, Crawley and Chorley, like yeah. the two kind of biggest upsets of the third round. Um, and I know, like, even though Crawley are a football league team, like, it seems like they're they're riding this this cup has been nuts. Like, obviously, we've spoken about them every time. Like, yeah. From from that insane, like, what was it? Oh, I can't even remember what the score was now. The, the, yeah. The the never ending game to yeah. a tight one in the second round, and now obviously beating Leeds quite convincingly, like three 0 and like again, like it's not just the fact that they've got the win. They've there's the story behind it. Like the goals, I 
can't pronounce the goal scorer's name. Is it to- uh, Sarula? Because I was going to bring him yeah. up. It was a really good goal. Like, yeah, it was an incredible uh, goal. But did have you like heard all the backstory? Yeah, well, could well? he? Well, I was saying, like when I was watching the highlights, the same but like, he, I don't know, he, he well, failed at Spurs. I don't know if he was dropped or just wasn't good enough. And then he had oh, the no, car, not... and then the car. Yeah, crashed. yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was yeah. So he had a car crash in 2017 mm. and basically had to miss a whole year of football. Yeah, p- potentially like career-ending sort of thing. And now he scored this absolute beaut of a goal to to set Crawley on their way. So yeah, it's just a... oh, fuck yeah. I've said it so many times. I love, like, this is why I love football, like these little stories. Yeah, no, actually, and it was, I don't don't really know much about him till watching this game. And it's about the car crash, but he looked really good. And maybe, like, obviously, he must be fairly good to be on Spurs books. Maybe this is, like, a future Jamie Vardy story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But no, yeah, it was, I was watching it, I was like, Lee, it was... Like, it wasn't a weak Leeds team. It may not be, no. like, the best Leeds team, but it wasn't, like, a weak one by any form. And uh, Crawley did play really well, and, you know, at points were playing better than Leeds were. I mean, yeah, win yeah. 3-0, but it was, like... I think that the last goal might have been a bit smash and grab, but other than that, it was all, like... You know, Crawley took it to them, they played well, and... As they've been doing in every round so far, like creating a story out of this cup run. Yeah, and like as you say, it wasn't a week. Like I'm looking at the Leeds lineup now. Like they still had Calvin Phillips. They had Helder Costa. They had Rodrigo. the The midfielder, the midfield is a bit more kind of second string in in some aspects. But they still had like players that have been playing week in week out in the Premier League in that team. Yeah. So. Like, fair play to Crawley, like, just obviously just showing no fear and it paid off. Like, and this, again, like these stories of these players that like, otherwise, unless you follow the team, like you're not going to necessarily hear of sort of thing, getting their moment in the spotlight and they're now into the fourth round. So it's obviously... In a trying time, it's more money for Crawley. It's more exposure for them. And I think as much as like I've said that Marine were the kind of Cinderella story of, mm. of this year's FA Cup, I think Crawley have just as much been that with how they've got to where they are in the fourth round now. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like, like I said, like, every every match in this run has been has been a story. It's been a highlight. Uh, basically, we talk about them every time. And it's yeah. just because they're a small team having a good run. It's because every game's been really good, really interesting in some way or another. Like from crazy score lines to a tight run to beating Leeds. Like it's I'm hopeful I, I want to see them get another Premier League team next round. Yeah. And I'm just like again, I'm just looking at the lineup. I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but Crawley've got a a Hessenthaler in their team, so I don't know if it's any relation to Andy, but <laughs> I hope it is because <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. I've no idea, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think because comparison to a lot of years, there haven't been loads of upsets this mm. year, like this year in the third round. Like, there's a couple which we'll obviously touch upon, 
but because there's still like a lot of the big guns in there you kind of hope that they can kind of either they get like a big like team away from home yeah. and they can enjoy that moment or they kind of have like a championship team that they could potentially beat and carry on this yeah absolutely. this run like that's the way you want to see it but um so yeah like obviously i've i've already mentioned Chorley as well mm-hmm. and i think the only the reason i didn't want to kind of start with Chorley, as great as their story is like beating derby i think like a lot of people have kind of knocked it a bit because derby played a weakened side yeah which i think is a little bit unfair on Chorley, but like not to take away from them like my takeaway was from it is like even though derby put out a lot of youngsters like Chorley just seemed way more up for this game than derby yeah did and like it seemed like they wanted it more like from the outset and it paid off i think um i, I totally agree i didn't get that kind of for Chorley, i think it meant a lot more than yeah for derby and um and even though it was like a derby kids team it's still you expect like something from them i mean like that you know bobby duncan he's like ex liverpool related to stevie g uh and he, you know just good players there and then this truly mm. team just i don't know yeah it just seemed to mean more for them like watching the get like watching what i did of that game it seemed to be that it meant, I guess it does, I guess, being so low down the leagues to can keep this cup run going. But yeah, it seemed that Derby didn't really want it as much as Chorley did. Yeah, and I think like, I mean, like the the Marine games just won. And I know that um, obviously Tottenham played sort of a weakened side in mm. some aspects, but they made a professional job of it. And it like... Yeah. I always find that when these like the higher tier teams do play like second strings or youngsters that it kind of diminishes the the competition and especially when they're playing like a lower league team like I I understand it into especially like this season because all the the fixtures are so condensed and everything like that but like I don't know if you're a Chorley player you want to be putting yourself up against the best quality yeah. players that you can. So, like, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a... Like, for if I was a Chorley player and I saw, like, on this team sheet, like, all these players' names from Derby that you don't know, mm. then, you, then like, that would fire you up more because you think, well, they're underestimating us straight off the bat. So I'm going to give two fingers and say, fuck you. And yeah. Like, we're going to do it. And maybe that's the attitude they had going into the game. I don't know. Possibly. I think that you're like, you're right there. It's absolutely, there's, this is hard because there's so many fixtures in such a short space of time. And we're still, that could be even shorter because we're still getting things where you have to be like, oh, we can't, you know, postponement of games and stuff like that due to the pandemic. Mm. Um, but, you shouldn't underestimate or like disrespect like the team you're playing. And I think no. that 
okay, maybe you don't want to play your full starting best 11 because you're saving that for your league or whatever. But you can get some like experience in there, like a mixture of youth and experience. Yeah, there. and that's that's kind of what Tottenham yeah. did because they still had like Sissoko, um, Vicious and stuff who mm. have been like, not necessarily regulars in the Premier League, but they've either been like on the bench or yeah. played sporadically. But then they had... Pl- like players like Alfie Devine, who's mm. an, a young player that's breaking through. Whereas, like my my understanding from the Dar, I don't know the Derby squad too well, but my understanding from what they played, it was pretty much like seventy five percent youth, twenty five yeah. normal, and it's just like it is a bit of a kick in the teeth in in those aspects. I think. Yeah, totally. Like it's. It's something that, yeah, like you said, you want to be playing, even if it's just fringe players, players that just make the bench or like, like um, so if you're going to go out there with, I mean, I don't want to knock the Derby team because I don't know the circumstances for the, mm. um, but yeah, probably seeing that it wasn't a, a full strength Derby team probably did, you know, spur Chorley on and, you know, fair play to them. They took, took their chance and, the FA Cup's brilliant for this because you only have to win one game to go through. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, talking of sort of one games, because obviously we're usually used to kind of seeing replays, but obviously this year mm. they've scrapped that and we've gone to extra time and penalties. And this is kind of like one of the other kind of shock results was Blackpool West Brom. Yeah. And like, so my kind of own bias on this is like I can't fucking stand that Sam Allardyce anyway <laughs> so like this was just like brilliant for me but to their credit like Blackpool I think does deserve to win it in normal time really like it's a shame it kind of took so long to go to penalties and that's the way they got the result yeah um but like also I was just when I was like looking back through this and sort of like making some notes. Where did Gary Medine used to play? Because I swear he's been going for years. Gary Medine. Because oh. I know that name from somewhere, but I, I I can't think if it's like a football manager thing or. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Let's get a quick Google. See what it says. Um, Gary Medine. Gary Medine. Uh, Sheffield, Cardiff, Bolton, Coventry, Wednesday. Oh, maybe he's just one of those players that's like been around. Uh, yeah, years. well, his senior career started in two thousand and seven, so yeah, I guess he's just. But yeah, been. like, but in terms of like this game, like as I say, Blackpool, similar to Chorley, kind of just seemed more kind of up for it, and I know. Mm. With West Brom circumstances, yeah, they have been ones that kind of been affected by coronavirus. But as I say, my own bias in not liking Sam Allardyce, that kind of outweighs yeah. it a little bit. But uh, I don't know, like, with this kind of situation, like, I think with West Brom specifically, I think they jumped the gun too quick getting rid of Slavan Bilic. Mm. And like they were kind of pinned this like great white hope on Allardyce and it's just not paying off. I don't know. Like what's your kind of view on it? Well, I think 
it's so I was looking at the uh I was just pull the table up to see what they were. Um so yeah, I mean well it's I mean they're fairly rooted to the bottom of the table. Like, <laughs> the United uh worse. Um so maybe getting but then it's it's hard to say because I quite write Billich as a manager. It yeah, I always, do. I don't think it always works for him, but it does. But Sam Adice is known for keeping teams up, isn't he? He's meant to like come in, steady the ship, move on. Um, but he's, it's, it's very old school football. I feel like he wants to play. It's very like Route One. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he's got a a fit in the modern game anymore, especially like not at the top level, where it's a bit more like uh, ball playing on the ground but yeah, actually, yeah. I'm not a massive Allardyce fan to be honest he's, he's very I don't know just, just think of the clubs he's been before like Newcastle and stuff like that it's very and like West Ham it's, a, it's very sort of like old fashioned clubs in a way like yeah yeah flat caps and <laughs> points and the thing like, I feel like maybe modern top tier football is not for him <laughs> no, me. I'm just a guy well, in my room. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I I totally get what you mean. Like, yeah. he's kind of like one of those sort of like kind of like throwback managers, but like one that yeah. hasn't necessarily had the success of a of like a, a Harry Redknapp or something like that. No, but yeah, just, totally. He's still for some reason hanging on and clinging around sort of thing but yeah he'll still be I imagine he'll still be going when he's at like Moses Trace uh, Hodgson's age he'll probably still be about yeah yeah probably but yeah. yeah um in terms of sort of like other FA Cup stuff like I wanted to obviously give a shout out to our punks on the pitch team Wiccan Wanderers like Obviously, yep. they haven't had the, the greatest seasons in in the league. They're very much bottom of the championship at the moment, but a very kind of convincing display yeah. in the FA Cup. And like a win is a win. It's going to boost your confidence. It's a good, so, yeah. Like I said, it's a, a, it's a good run out, 4-1, so you can't really complain. Um, yeah. Winning games breeds confidence. So hopefully Yeah, can... and I, th- I think like... Um, Gareth Ainsworth as well has basically kind of said that those exact words in his in mm. his press conference afterwards is like you you want to kind of keep that momentum rolling into into the league and obviously a lot of people have kind of were surprised they even got to the championship I think themselves included to some yeah. extent <laughs> um, but like obviously we've kind of seen this season they haven't been awful like they haven't been like completely trounced in their no. games there's just been elements where they need like tightening especially in defense so yeah you kind of just hope that this will maybe act as a bit of a springboard going yeah. into the sort of second half of the season i think hopefully it will be if they can like take this little confidence and have a good run to like stay up then they can see because i think at the moment the team's just not ready for the championship um, yeah. B, 
but you need but you need time to get to that point. You can't just expect it overnight. Uh, so hopefully, if they can take a bit of confidence in, get a few wins in the championship, stay up, hope, and then next season you might see a better run out from them overall. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but just in terms of the FA Cup, before we kind of move on, obviously the question I kind of always pose you this week is like. In terms of the well, they're doing the third and uh, sorry, the fourth and fifth round draw yeah. on Monday to like help with fixture congestions. But obviously, the ones that we'll be keeping our eye on will be Crawley and Chorley. Yeah. Um, I want to see just because I think so. Initially, when Pompey was still kind of looking like they were going to stay in it, I yeah. wanted Pompey and Liverpool so we could have a bit of a, <laughs> a go, but. Now I want to see one of those two against Liverpool just to have like their big day out. Kind yeah, of thing. I would say like that or like a City or a United or something. Yeah. Nice. Um, right now, as a as a Liverpool fan, I was I'm not sure what I want. Uh, <laughs> it's been a tough couple of weeks. <laughs> Anyone but Bournemouth because we don't play well against Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, I think you know Chorley or Crawley would be a good. Um, probably, you know, it'd be good for them to play up against someone of that ilk. Uh, or, like I said, maybe with Crawley, someone that's maybe like Championship. You might see a match like having a good run against. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you know, either one of the, you know, one of the big boys like. Obviously, Tottenham are still there, City, United, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, someone like that for those, for like Chorley, Crawley would be really good, be good to seeing. Um, oh, yeah, it's like, just someone where you like, you could see, or maybe like Sheffield United, because anyone could have a good run at them, and you might yeah. see Crawley knock them out and move on to the next one. Well, I mean, Bristol nearly knocked them out yeah. yesterday, so yeah, like, they're obviously very much a team that are wavering in, in confidence at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, like, by all means, especially, like, the way, like, Crawley in particular did so well against Leeds. Yeah. And Leeds are a team that are doing well in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, totally. You could that, definitely see that kind of happening. That would be a massive boost to your confidence. That would keep you going for... The more... the, the bit Like, you keep knocking out these big teams, you're going to be like really believe me so probably uh, hopefully maybe push it into league run as well like yeah yeah definitely and i think like i don't let's have a quick look see where oh i was going to quickly see if where crawley were in the league table but my thing's doing its own oh they're they're in the playoffs of league two so yeah yeah so yeah you'd Never know, a good cup run could push them up either into an automatic promotion place or, yeah, give yeah. them the boost into the playoffs. So yeah, They're not that far behind second place. So No. God, Forest Green Rovers are up there. Fucking hell. <laughs> v- vegan team in, in yeah. League One. Let's have, let's have it. Ball being <laughs> and Calvin is there to make it 2-0. And that might just see it for Chorby. The second goal there with Cravey. And Shorby now, the non-league team, 
are into round four. Right, so uh, moving away from the FA Cup now, uh, we'll go we'll go with the women's game because I think this is kind of an interesting situation with the women's game. So every single game that was meant to be played this weekend, bar one, got postponed either due to like frozen weather or COVID mm. sort of stuff. But there was one game that did go ahead, which was uh, Reading against Chelsea. Um, and like, so it was 5 0 Chelsea, but Fran Kirby, it may as well just have been called the Fra Fran Kirby v Reading match because yeah. she got four of the goals and was just an absolute firecracker in this game, like all over from the, watching the highlights, like all over the pitch, getting on the end of like every single attacking move. Um, like, uh, another podcast that I I listen to, which is focus on on the women's game, two uh, two girls talk balls. Mm. They literally were just like Kirby is on fire today, and yeah, like I mean, I know we saw in in Vicious for Tottenham score three goals, but that was like in quick succession, yeah, in the first half. But that was against a non-league team, so for Kirby to do, I think like looking at the times, it's. 16 23 and then 45 so it's pretty good going yeah and like I mean, if you're a fan of sorry yeah yeah and no but i was just going to say like if any like fan of the women's game was a bit down like heartened because there was only one game going on this weekend it's a, it was a fucking good game to watch yeah, no, I would, uh, so I'd, I saw your tweet like oh, why about Frank Kirby trending on Twitter, and yeah. I, uh, so I went and looked it up. I was like, fair, because I remember uh, the twenty eighteen Women's World Cup, twenty nine. Uh, yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Referred to Frank Kirby as like the mini Messi in the yeah. team, and that's like that was the initial first thing I thought of. No, I don't really follow the women's game, but I remember that. Uh, from that, you know, good England run in that uh, tournament, and I watched the highlights. Yeah, absolutely on fire. Like everything seemed to go through her in the in the, the attacking side of things. Um, on the end of every ball, every like to get shots away. But I did think even like uh, the fifth goal, but like So Young was a good goal as well. Yeah, so it yeah. wasn't like. Just the obviously it the first half with the Fran Kirby show, but Chelsea as a whole played really well and had uh, a lot to like deal with it to you know score you know score five keep a clean sheet. It was really I had to I had to watch the the highlights I found were like ten minutes long. I had to like, watch it <laughs> yeah. on like one and a half speed to try and get for everything. <laughs> yeah, it was good good looking game. But I thought, like, what was quite funny is because um, I, I didn't realise, like, she, I think she started her career at Reading. Um, mm. So there was, like, you know, on Twitter, there's, like, all the, like, how it started, how it's going kind of yeah. thing. There was, like, one of those, like, in comparison. And, like, I thought it was quite funny that still all these years on, she has the exact same goal celebration, just like <laughs> running with her arms wide, massive <laughs> smile on her face, which <laughs> was quite funny. I've uh, I've just seen here on the uh, Opta stats thing that it was a perfect hat-trick. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realise yeah. that. Yes, yeah, so she's uh, the third player in the uh, football 
uh, the, the yeah, women's super league to score a perfect hat trick. Brilliant! Uh, I fucking love that. Yeah, that's good. It's so, like, when you see one, it's so satisfying. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing that I wanted to like, just I don't know if you saw, but I because I retweeted it. Did you see the tweet that whoever does Reading women's socials? I didn't. Out, no. When the when the fifth goal went in, uh I thought it was quite funny. It was like someone that isn't. And Frank Kirby scored, <laughs> which I thought was quite good. Uh, football, like the club run Twitter accounts, have been great this season. Yeah, <laughs> they seem to have got so yeah. better. I mean, like just on a complete side tangent as well. Like just because I, like I really enjoy it. Like some of the like creativity that people have come up with. Mm. Did you see there was, again one that I retweeted? Um, like the whoever does the Stuttgart one, they like before their game yesterday, they put out like, Oh, where are you watching us like in the world? And they did VFB with mm. all the flags, but like spelt out and I was like, that must have taken them so yeah. fucking long. But like fair play, like to do that. <laughs> Well, you've got a lot of time but... on their hands at the moment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a nice kind of segue to the other kind of mm. talking point that I wanted to bring up this week was in the Bundesliga, um, a club who very, very nearly had an unwanted record, but managed to, to break a 358-day like losing streak yeah. uh, in Schalke, but relying on a teenage American wonder kid in some aspects. To, to get them through. They finally got a win, 4-0 against Hoffenheim. Um, but, like, so the reason I wanted to point this out, like, for you, like, obviously, bear in mind of wh- where we are now, but, like, Schalke, what's your kind of opinion with Schalke? Like... I... I haven't, like, focused on Schalke as much as I used to. Um, but well, so well, that's why I say it because I, when I first kind of really became uh, aware of them as a club, was when I f- started really getting into the Champions League. Yeah, and they were obviously a Champions League team, so it's really weird to see them like have this massive fall from grace. Yeah, I used to think of them as like a top table Schalke, uh, a top table Bundesliga, like top half the table. Yeah, maybe not necessarily always in the Champions League, but around the European places, sniffing around there. Um, never really someone I thought would be challenging, like to Bayern or, I mean, at the time it was more like Stuttgart and Dortmund and stuff like that, like or the old Hamburger team before they really fell from grace. Um, yeah. but they had like they were a good team. They did you look at the players that have been through that squad? Yeah, Huntelaar, Raul, Ozil, uh, I think Ratakic was there at one point. There's like Yeah, yeah. A lot of good players, a lot of well known players, like household names that have been through there. And it's kind and now it's kind of like I don't know what went wrong, really. But <laughs> yeah. it was, you know, it was quite a bit significant. Even that now, like a lot of their players aren't talked about as being like bad players. It's just yeah, yeah. working there. And I don't know uh, 
what the fix is. Like, well, because so, um, friend of the show Liam Baxter, who was one of the co-hosts of the Got Got Need podcast, like he's had, had, he had this thing going for ages when uh, David Wagner was their manager, who was like got sacked at the beginning of the yeah. season, but like he was like his win percent like was basically comparing him to beer and was say saying, Oh, his win percentage is lower than like the amount of alcohol in Foster's and shit like that. <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. But then obviously like after Wagner got sacked, like this run obviously just kept going. Mm. And like they're now on their fourth manager in one season, which is Jesus. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um but yeah, they've obviously like finally broke this duct. Like, so it was thirty-one games without mm. like a, a win. Um, and I'm just just reading here. So the the star of this four-nil win against Hoffenheim is this nineteen-year-old American. Called, like me and you had a discussion how to pronounce yeah. his surname. So we think we're gonna go with Matthew Hop. Yeah. Um, but Sorry. but just read. But just reading about him, like this was only his sixth first team game, like his first three goals of his senior mm. career. But like up until like recently, he'd been like playing in Schalke's reserves in like the fourth tier of like German football. Yeah. So th- it's weird. They've, they've had to like pluck this player out of obscurity and he's not going to say like he's going to now turn their whole fortunes around, but he's now going to be lauded as the one that's like saved them from having this, yeah. this record over their head. Well, I, I'm looking at the, cause I only, I managed to see his three goals. Um, and they're all really good goals. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was really impressed. Um, but look at that. All three assists came from the other goal scorer, the Armin Harrop. Yeah, he's only twenty three himself. Um, so my worry is for Schalke and for Schalke fans that if these two kids and you know, say like Ozan Kabak and stuff, keep playing well, even if they do stay up and manage to like get those wins together to stay in the league, they're not going to be there next season. No, like, no. Um, because it's just you know it's just the way of things. You have a player that's like that. You just he's going to be poached and taken mm. to a bigger club somewhere. Yeah, and like also just reading that um, Hop is actually the first American to score a hat trick in the Bundesliga as well. Oh, which, fair. That's, which is a cool little yeah little fact. So it's going to be you can't take that away from you. You'd be in the first. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's weird. Like the Bundesliga is like really like. It's great for it, but like mm. developing these like young players, like obviously, like Dortmund, but like taking them from like other countries. So obviously Dortmund at the moment, like Jaden Sancho and Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Obviously this, like Matthew Hobb, like I don't know too much about him, but if he goes on to have a good career, like obviously he's gone through Schalke's youth, like Erling Haaland, mm. like. This is, I don't know if it's just like the way they've produced their league. It's just well, they have. Uh, so I know with the Bundesliga or the German football league in in general, 
that if your youth training isn't good enough, they'll take away your Bundesliga license and won't let oh, you play. Really? And won't, yeah, so you have to have like a good academy to like a certain level to let them for you to play in the Bundesliga. Oh, okay. So I didn't you, do that. So they have to put a lot into like their youth and stuff anyway. But they do seem to get uh, players from all, like you say, all over the place. Like, there's, I swear there's so many more Americans playing in the German leagues. Well, I was just going to say, to keep that American link, like, obviously, Christian Pulisic is, yeah. like, came came through there, and he's now, obviously, one of Chelsea's best players. Um, so... I obviously, not American-Canadian, but Alfonso Davies, who oh yeah, from Edmonton. Yeah. Um, he's now one of the best left-backs in the world, as... But won the treble with Bayern last season or something? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's only, what, 19, 20? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. So they do, they just seem to have like a really good, all of them seem to have a really good way of going, like, right, this guy, I mean, like, you think of people like Reese Oxford and stuff, like, he went over to play for Mitch and Gladbach. And they just, just have a way of getting, like, not just giving uh, or getting good youngsters, but giving them the opportunity to play. Because um, just the people like Sancho just wasn't getting the games at City, and then he yeah. goes to Dortmund and becomes an England regular, and because like taught about eighteen million transfer fees and stuff like that. It's yeah, just giving that opportunity to get out there and play games. Yeah, and that's like. That's what you want, like the English game to be like, like mm. especially like for all the hope that we put on our national team. Like I don't really pay much attention to the national team as much anymore, just because I think like I've kind of lost faith in it a little bit. But like you get excited about when you see like these young players come through. Like obviously this weekend we've seen the likes of like Alfie Devine for for Tottenham, uh, Lou Barry for. Yeah for Villa and like other like ones getting their chance, but their their chances are few and far between. Whereas like a Jude Bellingham, mm. he's not maybe necessarily a regular starter for Dortmund, but he's getting the minutes in and it's proving like that that system works. Yeah. So I just don't get why it doesn't transfer think, over here. I mean, obviously the big thing is just, there's more money in the Premier League, uh, yeah. But I, I think you ask, you, you start to see it more. Uh, you could, uh, like, to Rashford at United, um, and like McTominay and stuff like that that are coming through. Yeah. Uh, Phil Foden at City obviously don't get to play as much as we'd like him to play. Maybe. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Curtis Jones at Liverpool. Uh, there, there are players that are coming through that are getting the opportunities to play every game but like it's still it's still very few and far between yeah and you have to be something special to really get that run because like i said the money in the premier league is just so much nowadays that if you like if you're like you can be a young english lad that's playing really well like say the tragic story of patrick bamford has always not done so well until now at leeds or like calvin mm. and stuff if you're playing for like, say Chelsea or something, well, I mean, look at Tammy Abraham had a really good season at Chelsea last season, and now they can spend. They've gone like, well, we'll go buy Timo Werner, and, yeah, and it sort of stops. And like Tamori, he's lost his place to 
uh what's his face from psg tiago uh yeah so it's the money aspects of it just kind of i think stifles the amount of like young british players that can come through yeah definitely and i think like it is something that needs to be addressed but mm. as you say as long as the money factors there it's just it's so unfortunately not yeah. away. the corner is floated in towards kirby again can you believe it that's another goal and it is fran kirby with her fourth and chelsea are enjoying themselves now it's reading nil chelsea. well so as always we round up the the week with our punks and tories of the week so for the first time of 2021 um we'll start on a on a light note and we'll go with our punk i've already kind of mentioned who mine's going to be so uh Louis Barry for Aston Villa, out of like the young players who we did see this weekend, obviously getting on the score sheet in what was an in the end a comfortable win for Liverpool, but like a a four one win, him getting the equaliser, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just think like you love to see these stories of like childhood players like playing for their childhood clubs and stuff like that coming through the ranks, and yeah, just obviously getting that that moment of scoring in the FA Cup and that's going to be something that's with you forever and yeah it was it's just it was a really good goal as well like yeah a really nice run took it round I was I was really impressed with it. I was like watching it just like even as a Liverpool fan obviously wanting to win obviously it was the Aston Villa kids but I was still like fair play that was a good goal this, this, this <laughs> yeah. going places like and that's the th- like, that's the only thing. Like, I think, kind of going back to what we were just saying, in terms of like youth players in here in the UK, I, I guess the Wayne Rooney effect is kind of a thing. Like, as soon as like we see something that's a glimmer of hope, we're like, oh, he's a new shiny toy. Let's put all mm. our hope on that. And I, I know Villa's not like the biggest club, but they're kind of growing at the moment, especially what they're doing with like putting Grealish at the centre of things yeah. and building that attacking aspect. So you kind of hope that like they have a player like Barry kind of watch Grealish and think like, okay, f- take his lead and rather than just putting him in the spotlight, not saying that they will, but mm. like you hope that they kind of nurture him in, in the right way rather than now all eyes on him because he's this six, 17-year-old yeah. wonder kid kind of thing. Yeah, no, I hope so. And I think, like you said, Aston Villa are getting back to where they once were um, yeah. historically. And I'm I'm happy for it. I think there's, there's something kind of cool around Aston Villa at the moment. Oh, um, definitely. Despite John Terry being there. But... Despite, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, you know, Grealish didn't. And I hope Grealish... Uh, Grealish won't stay there forever. He will leave. But I hope he doesn't mm. Just yet, um, pits in. Like, I mean, he's still very young. You can still put in a couple. Of I, th- I think it all depends on if and how well he performs at the Euros. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I think while he's still there, it's it's. And I mean, it's not just him. There's just a lot of players at Villa that like, but even like bringing in Ross Barkley and stuff like that has made it mm. a bit more of a interesting team. Team of energy. Yes, there's. It's a lot of good things around them at the moment. I'm quite 
happy to see them up where they are and yeah definitely they keep it up yeah cool um so who's your your tory d oh uh, no sorry punk not my tory punk, my punk uh so my punk is i, I feel that it's, it's not everyone's gonna like the person but for the reason why i'm saying he's a punk <laughs> is that uh, i guess it's jamie carragher yeah um and i know not everyone likes jamie carragher but for the way that he's him and his foundation the carriage 23 foundation stepped in and covered the sponsorship that was lost for the marine but they look like once the tv scene they cut they lost once the pandemic lockdown stuff hit and they lost um some sponsorship and Cara 23 stepped in and covered it to keep going to keep the club going like yeah uh and you know just covers some costs and apparently he's um he go he visits marine fairly often like yeah because i didn't realize like how close to liverpool it actually yeah. is yeah I, I wasn't aware of just how close it was but um yeah, and I didn't definitely didn't realize that he was like, you know, kept tabs on them. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, it felt like it's just like a a good gesture to for a club like Marine that this cup run financially means so much to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, losing any kind of sponsorship at a, a level that level is such a big thing. So to to come in and be like, you know, we've got this. We'll, we'll cover this bit for you. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And just kind of like on the note of like Liverpool players, like keeping tabs on Marine, like mm. obviously in the BBC coverage, they had um, Jason McAteer is like one of the sort of like on pitch, like pitch side pundits. And like he was like, even he said like he'd been to like a couple of games like prior yeah. to like this season and stuff. So it's nice to see that like these ex pros do you still yeah. kind of keep tabs on like the lower league stuff, which is really nice? Yeah, no, it's cool to see that they, that they're just interested in football, no matter what level it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, in terms of Tory, so I was going to go with a couple of funny ones, but then what I've landed on is a bit more serious. But mm. the funny ones I was going to go with, I was going to go with either Sam Allardyce just for being like... He didn't take the Blackpool game seriously, yeah, and they ended up getting knocked out. And the second one was was going to be Carlos Invicius, just because for hitting two one yard shots out with like blasting them into the net and then posing like a cock <laughs> against the non league team, like it's just not fucking yeah. needed. Um, but what I am going to go with is uh, so. I don't. I can't remember who, what fans it was, but um. So there's a Celtic striker who's on loan at Dundee, and I'm mm. gonna fuck up his name. But it's Jonathan a follow a I think it's a follower. Yeah. I, I yeah. I can't say his name. But once again, shitty racism mm. has kind of reared its head. Um. So he basically scored. Yeah, he scored a stoppage time equaliser in their FA Cup, uh, sorry, their Scottish Cup game uh, over, I'm not even going to try and say this name, Bonnie Rig Rose. Don't even know who that nah. is. But yeah, like, and obviously off the back of that, 
fans of this team went on Twitter and were giving racist abuse to a Follaby and it's just time and time again we see this shit and it's just like just it's just so depressing to hear and see so yeah this Bonnie Rig Rose mm. I've never heard of you but your fans seem like a bunch of cunts so fuck off <laughs> yeah. So, yeah that's uh, my that's my Tory I mean I'm just looking at so I similarly I could go for uh, I don't know who it was the Twitter account has now been permanently suspended but someone who not Donald Trump who uh, <laughs> uh, was giving abuse to Julian Stanislav and his family over of uh, Bournemouth over like over Twitter uh, like Rachel says an insult towards him and his family uh, which you know like you just said it's the fact that it's still going on, yeah, it's such a such a downbeat for everything in the world right now that we still have yeah, to deal yeah. with that. Um, but hmm, I think just to have something different, and I know it's not I don't know, maybe slightly right, but I would go to and it's quite a general because I've just been looking for it, and there seems to be quite a lot of clubs have done this. <laughs> but taking trips to Dubai in the middle of a lockdown and pandemic, like, so okay. Celtic have gone over, uh, Man United women went over, um, and just and there, there seems to be a lot of, and then obviously Man United meant that they had contract, like, they had case, um, postponements and stuff, and like, yeah, Stoney has come out and said that, like, I'm the manager, the butt, it was wrong for us to go, the butt stops at me. So, fair enough, in a way, I guess. Maybe not yeah. that decision in the first place. Um, if you're looking at it, I think Celtic are kind of defending it, despite Nicholas Sturgeon's. But I, it just seems to be like, as a general, I think football clubs and football players, kids and stuff look up to these people. I know yeah, maybe they yeah. shouldn't, but they do. And, and they're not the only people that are breaching rules. I know they're not the only people breaching rules. Everyone's doing well, everyone's doing, but a lot of people are doing it. Yeah, but, but there's the a lot more that, public focus on them. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like that's the thing, like over Christmas we saw like a lot of breaches of COVID protocol, mm. like within sort of the Premier League. And I remember like I remember it was either the Boxing Day match of the day or new year's day i can't remember but there was like two or three times where gary lineker had to say there was a breach of covid protocol by x players yeah here's a statement from roy hodgson here's a statement from whoever it was and it, like as you say like yeah there's there are people up and down the country and probably around the world who are breaking these rules mm. But because there's such a focus on football, you kind of think like these players who get paid fucking thousands would be a bit more careful with it yeah. and not be so stupid because they know they're in the public eye. But they just, yeah, they just seem to be have a bit of a disregard to to what is a very serious thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a weird they say it's they're not the only ones doing it but they're in such public eye and there's people do look up to them 
and they do need to be taking it more seriously. I mean, I was just looking at yeah. it where I was just like scrolling through. Um, Newcastle have had to come out and deny that St. Maximum broke COVID rules. He hasn't played for ages because of his, like, when, from when he caught Corona. Yeah. And, like his long-term effects from it. And she's like, you need to think, like, you're getting paid this much money. You're very lucky that you still get to have your job during this time because it's yeah. elite sport. Um, just, I, I, just staying at home sucks, but just <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep it up, man. Like, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's that whole thing of just like, it's hard. It's hard for everyone. I get it. People, are, but when you're getting paid that much money and you've got that much media focus on you, just you know, you've got to set an example for people. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm well, gonna go with that. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> well, that yeah, that's it for for another week. A great sort of like weekend of FA Cup mm. football. Maybe not as many upsets as we would have liked to have seen but i think the ones that we did see were were great um we'll be back to our regular friday slot as well We've got a couple of cool guests lined up but d as always it's been a pleasure chatting with you and Good i'll be, be sure be sure to to speak to you again very soon cool cheers cool.